Hi, and welcome to the 124th edition of the Keen Minds podcast, where we cover NBC's The Blacklist. This is season eight, and we are doing episode 16, Nicholas Obenrader, and episode 17, Yvonne Stepanoff. And I am Jen, a.k.a. Takata Cycle. And I am Tessa. So we're just going to kind of wrap both episodes in uh, to, to one one it was a set-up episode before, so it kind of makes sense. It was. And I, I had some... I was flying this country and had with my airline. Horrible. So, <laughs> blame Ooh. them for our lack of episode. <laughs> All right. Well, what did you think of the episodes? Well, <clears throat> I gotta say, I enjoyed both of them. Um... Nicholas Obenrider was really like a very pivotal episode. It was more a setup, as you said, but I liked it. I found it enjoyable. I, I love seeing him in plaid uh, when he was answering the cabin, trying to pass as the brother. Um, it, it was in general fun, and it was the introduction of Priya, which was great. Um, I love Priya. Yeah. I, I hope we see her, and I, I hope she doesn't come back just to get killed by Townsend. I hope we see more of her. Oh, I hope that she's instrumental in killing yep. him. Oh, that'd be nice. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like I the character. It was a great episode. It was fun. Uh, and then we get to 17, and boy, that was pivotal. Yeah, yeah. I... I really enjoyed 17. Um, I, I'd kind of gotten to this point. They kept promising us answers, promising us answers, and then not delivering on them. While we didn't really get definite answers in 17, I felt like it had more meat in it than a lot of episodes. It had an answer for me. I mean, it only works one way if Liz is Red's daughter. And I'm not going to go into his, her father. I'm just going to say is his daughter yeah that, that's fair yeah. um so that yeah. is a transfer between what happened to townsend and when he's going to do to red uh blaming him for the death of his family it certainly felt that way because it's you know you had this moment and, and we had the whispering again it, it felt very much like when red whispered to to uh, Alexander Kirk and <laughs> someone in my group chat that I'm on goes, what is with these Russians and whispering? <laughs> because it was very much like when Red leaned in with, with Kirk and whispered something, we still don't know exactly what, that that got him released. And uh, Stepanov did the same with, uh, with Townsend, where he leaned in. And we also had that brief moment of Townsend with Priya where he leaned in and told her the amount of money that he was going to give her. There was just a lot of whispering in this episode. Well, we had another one where Katarina comes and says it was a fire, there were many people, and shouting, and Masha, and then leans in and tells something to Kate, and she's like, but we don't know what that is. <clears throat> yeah, so, but there was, there was definitely a lot of whispering <laughs> Russians yeah. and Russian-adjacent folks in this. Um, so let's talk about, about Obenrider. Yeah, um, he was mildly interesting, I suppose. I mean, I, I was much more interested in Priya than I was Obenrider overall. Mm -hmm. I thought that the way that Red set up 
all the dominoes mm-hmm. in 816 was very nice. It was very much right at the top of his game. As he, you know, as mm-hmm. He's had moments where he's just slipped and you're like, that didn't feel very red. I mean, he's sick mm-hmm. and, and everything going on. I mean, that's to be expected. But this 816 with him setting up both bringing Priya in and how Ob- how it looked like he saved Open Raider's life or sa- mm-hmm. saved him from going to prison to gain a favor, much like Liz did with, uh, with Townsend's sister. All of that was very nice, and it had that... I, I always enjoy the pieces of the puzzle that come together in the end. It's one of the things I really like about the Blacklist. And so 816 was very much one of those on Red's side, where he set up all the dominoes and then kicked them down, and they fell perfectly. Can I say that I enjoy very much Liz's plan to have this van that opens up into yes. the sewer and it goes through a tunnel. It was perfect. Yeah, that was nice. That's it's uh I, I loved Priya. Where am I supposed to sit? You're not. And uh what is what what's the woman's name that's been helping Liz? Uh Zax? Is that what she calls Jax. her? Jax. Okay. I like her. And so I, I'm glad that she's stuck around. I, I don't know where Essie's been. She seems to kind of be filling the role that Essie filled for a bit. Well, she Maybe was in Russia. That's true. That's she true. Was she was in Russia, to Russia trying to get Stepanov, and I guess it takes a little bit because she doesn't have the... I, I don't know. Maybe she does have this private jet. But it was well, I mean, interesting. She, yeah, I mean, Liz has a private jet, whether she sent Essie on it or sent her... Commercial. But it, it's interesting that Liz didn't didn't have instructions for Essie this time. He said to skip to burn everything and everybody to go dark. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, Essie wasn't even mentioned in eight seventeen, which was it was very interesting. Um, however, when we get to the next blacklister, that is uh, is going to be very interesting. Um, I don't know if you want to leave uh, Ivan and Townsend for the end, because there is a lot of them in there. There really is. There's just so much information between Ivan and Townsend and Red and Liz uh, and Liz as well. It's yeah. Let's let's well, let's start around. by wrestler. Oh, yes. <clears throat> so wrestler in eight sixteen uh, in Nicholas Open Raider. It was a very pointed comment that he made at the beginning. He says he doesn't, it's not that he does, that he sees things in black and white. He sees gray. He just tries to avoid it. I just, I, I, they're clearly making a point with him, but I'm just shaking my head because Wrestler is, I have always seen him as a highly intelligent character. He has to be to have done what he's done for as long as he has and to be where he's at. But it's like he just, through all of his intelligence and his ability to work through the problem out the window when he slept with Liz. It's clearly the man does not process anything. He doesn't realize where she's at in her headspace. He doesn't know which way is up where he's at. It's It's been really disappointing seeing well, <clears throat> seeing his character in that way. I, I one thing that I always go back to, it's my rubber banding theory, and I think that wrestler, wrestler in his head, has to make a point that it's not that he was 
badly place his brain for a bit. <laughs> it's that uh, Liz is right and Red is a traitor because that's the way he makes peace with things. And that is a very wrestler thing to do. That's how he made peace with, hey, I'm the one who shot my, my father's killer and my brother covered it up for me, but now I can despise him because, I don't know, it's okay. He's He does this. He just... He just twists things in his mind in order for to see the black as white and the white as black. And I'm not seeing gray. I just flipped everything. And now suddenly I'm in the right and you're in the wrong. And and, and I think that even as close as he came for to to actually being in in gray with uh, with Prescott, I think that he's slipping back. It's a rubber band has gone up and up and up and he just can't anymore make anything fit unless Liz is completely right and ready and he's on the side of right of good and eventually this is going to slap back and it would be back to chasing Liz or something of the sort yeah you you may be right there it's he does have a very structured worldview that he views his lens through and it's almost like he picks how he wants to see the world and he makes the facts reach that mm-hmm. and so um, and, there's a term he, for that I'm blanking right now circular reasoning and <clears throat> he is also I mean don't forget Liz knows where the body is buried yeah you keep saying that but what I'm seeing with Wrestler is he's not even thinking that far. I feel like you're giving him more credit than he's got right now. Which I think in the back of his head, that's always there. I mean, I mean, look at the world from his point of view. Uh, apparently, he's been lost in for this woman. He finally gets to sleep with her. She knows where the body is buried that can, that can really make his life and his brother's life miserable. And now he's saying that, hey, you know, you come with me. I'm in the right, and you can help me, and you can be the knight in the shining armor. And he's just going for it. I mean, to me, it feels like that's the way he makes things fit. Yeah. He definitely has that knight in shining armor issue going on, that he feels like Liz has to be rescued. I don't think she has any intention of having anyone rescue her she is on her own path and doing her own thing right now and she's katarina rostova's uh, daughter she's doing i mean not only in a sexual way but just having people fall for her and help her and want to protect her it doesn't really always work out the best but she has them right there and i am going to bet that uh, that um agnes is going to be very much that and and Parker didn't do much except, you know, getting, okay, she got her head chewed off by, by Red. Uh, with Park, I, I feel like she's the one that that Liz just has no problem going after. She got into the, the fight with her, and then she threw the flash grenade at her in the in 817. <laughs> I'm just like, Park, just stay away from her. Yeah, I mean, no, I'm like, Alina, you really need to have, get the anger going, and beat the heck out of this woman because she's really looking for it. I mean, she knows Alina. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Liz acted... I, I liked the fact that she threw a, you know, the flashbang grenade at her because that was smart. That 
that caught her off guard, that got her a chance to escape. She was not going to to risk going at her hand to hand again. And that that's an intelligent move on Liz's part. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. But uh, and so that I was. But Anita I just think is getting more and more upset with Liz. It's yeah. now getting personal. Well, it's she doesn't have the history with Liz that everyone else has, and that's. I mean, she's going like she is a kid on the run. Everybody is like, ah, oh, yeah, but the mother of this, and she's a kid on the run, and she seems to be the only one saying that. Yeah, I mean, and I think part of that is that they know, in a, a deeper fashion, they know Liz's backstory. She knows, Alina knows facts. Cooper, Aram, Wrestler, they they were with her as she found things out. There's just a deeper connection to that, a deeper understanding probably to it, to the emotional ties of why she came back for Agnes. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's as a viewer. I mean, clearly, if this were happening in reality and not, you know, the blacklist world, it'd be like, no, you don't take a child on the run. But I mean, I was cheering for her to go back for Agnes and take her with her. I mean, that's in well, this the, world. The, uh, I think the that's, other Jen in my lab, Reddit Jen, was saying that <clears throat> this is all gearing towards having her having to send uh, Agnes away. When she's being chased by an assassin, uh, and and eventually that's gonna give her the understanding that she wasn't abandoned, that she was protected by being abandoned. Yeah, maybe. It's I mean, but she's already sent Agnes away once. Yeah, for but her. that wasn't that was just because she was so angry that she couldn't even be a mother and she needed to go on a revenge and a revenge thing, and heal. Yeah. And I'm just saying, she, she has sent her away. Um, but that, that's a... It's an interesting possibility that it could provide some clarity for her. It's just a matter of if it actually would provide clarity for her. I think it might. Because I think if you look at how many times Lisa has gone with the abandoned thing, the abandoning... My mother abandoned me, so I'm not going to do the same. So that abandonment has been very heavy on her. And I don't think that she has ever got over. And if you look at all the three mythologic characters of of the same age, you see that Jennifer had the same issue. And she said abandoned, like, I don't know, maybe 15 times in the short scenes that she had. Mm Mm-hmm. And Tom would even say, even knowing that he had been taken, he's like, he aban- she, they abandoned me. So there is an issue with kids being abandoned because their parents are in danger. That is, I, that is obviously another current in a, in, a, in a theme of the show. Yeah. <clears throat> Agreed. And that takes us to Cooper. Or you want to talk about Aram first? Let's go with Aram because they yeah. had that lovely uh, Paris scene with uh, with the croissant. And did Liz remind you of anybody in that that Liz moment? Liz reminded <laughs> me of trying to channel Red, not quite getting to it, but being there. And a lot of people were very upset by the scene. They said that it was terrible. That. Her acting was terrible. I don't think that she was trying to 
be red. She was trying to act like red. And, <clears throat> and, and they had the whole thing, like, like the big type. eyes, the kind of crazy face, the crazy guy in the back. And, you know, she says it's so fine. By the way, one episode later was not very useful. No. <laughs> he just stood there and got shot. But it's the same thing <laughs> is that it was a threat to a ram. Like I have with me a guy who's certifiable and so don't in, don't attempt anything i think it was it was great that they did this because it's it's Liz channeling red it's so much the same move with a, with the crazy happy stuff the slightly abusive thing that is a power play and says i'm in charge here and i have a guy in the back who's who's a weapon and he's crazy and can do whatever <clears throat> But what do you think of Aram's reaction? To Liz? Did you get it? Did you buy it? To, to Liz, he, you mean? Yeah. In Paris? Um, I think he wanted to let her help in part. You know, it's it's that moment that for at least a few minutes, it's like nothing had happened. And Abram has been flipping back and forth. Because I, I thought he was going to be the one to dig his heels in with Liz after she used him to get the Sounds the um, explosives. And because, well, I think I understand why she did it. I don't like it, but I think I, you know, I think it bought her some more time using him instead of doing it herself under her own name. That's never been something that we've seen a Rom come to terms with or seem to go okay this is why she did it. i don't like it but i get it there's been none of that it just went from you you put me on the chopping block so that you could kill reddington to but it's liz and he just seemed to flip without any acknowledgement as to why and i think a lot of that goes back to what i was saying a few minutes ago about the deep history that everybody has. He he is a very forgiving character when she ran, um, when she and Tom ran to Cuba and then came back, you know, he was hurt, but he was still willing to hug her where uh, Samara was like, I don't want anything to do with you. I'm pissed. And so I think part of it, of the reason why he keeps tilting back that direction is just, and not in a romantic way, but he loves her. That this is a woman that he he's come to see his family, that he's been through hell with, and he doesn't want to see her her entire existence implode around her and get her killed. So get you Agnes bought that you were saying, you know, I don't know how you do it. You you know, be the mom and all that, and being this and that. You bought that? I didn't. I did. Yeah, um, I, I think it's complicated for him. But yes, I, I did buy that. I did buy the that he was impressed may not be the right word. But I, I don't know necessarily that he thinks Agnes is okay. But she's also not dead. <laughs> It's, I don't know. It's, I, I bought it, though. I didn't. 
Okay, why? When she got in the car with a guy and, and took his croissant and, you know, said the guy's certifiable and, you know, been a criminal, I think that I saw something in a round that was like a little switch. And and he started, um, what he started to do was very wise in my point of view. Instead of confronting her, says, okay, I'm in the car with this crazy guy with a gun. I don't have a gun because I don't have any, any, and so I'm going to just see what can I get out of this. And he starts complimenting her and you know how he does it. He diminishes himself like, hey, you know what? At the end of the day, I'm just eating ice cream in my pajamas and whatever. I don't know how you do it all. It just felt like he was playing Liz and Liz felt like a ton of bricks for it. And I thought it was very interesting how after that he comes to here and says, wait a minute, just because Red is a, you know, even if he's in 13, that doesn't make him a traitor. He's used this to think to give us blacklisters. So it seems to me that Aram has started to to think again. Yeah, and that's a possibility. He, he could have. I'd have to go back and watch facial expressions on that. Um, I did find his comment about Reddington, I, I very much enjoyed that, because no matter how irritated I get with Red, it was true. I mean, he gave back the that is who approach. Red is. Well, he I mean, didn't even have them. It's, I mean, let, let's look back just at the pilot episode, when they're reading off all the things Reddington's wanted for. The man was supposed to, like, that That was the whole point of how he became the concierge of crime. And I love that Aram pulled that term back out again, because we haven't heard that in a while, I don't think. But they they were saying that he showed up with with documents, with classified documents, and sold them. That was how he became, started his career as the concierge of crime. That's how the FBI got into him in 1995. Exactly. And so the... It's been strange that there's been this flip in Cooper in which they oh, knew this. Cooper. They, they knew this, and yet now it's, well, if you're a traitor, you know, well, no matter, I know that it's flipped and flopped and been all over the place with who they think Red is, but in the beginning, when they made their first deal with him, they thought he was a traitor. So what's changed? I mean, is it they're okay with well, him being equal? Now he's a Russian. I know, now but is it Russian okay that they're an equal? He's an equal opportunity traitor. That's okay. But if he's but if a Russian, one, then he's not a traitor. That's the entire point. If he's a Russian, he's not a traitor. He cannot be a traitor to the United States if you're not an American or employed by the United States. If if you're a Russian and you're doing things in pro of Russia, you're not, you know, you may be, you may be tried for espionage, but one thing you're not is a traitor. Yeah. So the whole thing makes no sense whatsoever. I think that Cooper also is, is kind of playing his own game. I mean, he obviously got all the, the, the things he, he got all the, the, the stuff, um, the the little notes or ads that Liz had from from her mother, 
and and decoded them and then went to rent with this like very very uh, innocent like I don't know how this works so he got how to work with the with the, the ciphers um so I, it seems to me that Cooper is playing red Cooper is playing wrestler and Liz Cooper is playing everybody and I'm not sure what his game is well I mean it goes back to what Panda Baker said about him that while everyone thinks they're playing him he's actually playing them and so I, I hope that's the case you know, I mean, that's that there is make something sense, going on. It's very weird um, how he's his whole thing, even from the moment that he's he supposedly may ask a question that to read that read only Reddington will know. And from there on, he's and then at the same time, he's like, well, you're Ilya Koslov and then flips back and doesn't tell Cynthia anything. And then he's being then saves Red, but then doesn't. And. So it's it seems to me that Cooper has his own game, and I'm beginning to get very interested in that character again. Yeah. Do you have anything else on on Cooper? I, I'm looking through my notes. Um, so there was. I'm trying to remember if that was the same scene. I have it under. I have one of them under red and one under Cooper. So I don't. I don't think it was. Um, but I, I very much, especially after Red's whole "I'm honest with you, Donald, all of you," you know, mm-hmm. spiel, which was gaslighting like a pro. Which it red wasn't. Is, it was. I mean, this man. I. Red is a master chess player. I don't deny him that i don't deny him that he's very good at putting pieces where where he needs them to go and that sometimes the majority of the time it works out but he cannot he just cannot expect people like the fbi like liz that are so deeply entrenched they are not his employees they will not all he said was like he's, he's honest which i think he is and then he people fall from misdirections because they can't ask a question to save their lives. <laughs> he wouldn't get he wouldn't get past that for with me. Okay. Uh, <laughs> he wouldn't, that's, he that's a way to look at it. That's one lens you can view the world through. Sure, <laughs> you would make an excellent spy. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's like every time they they do these things, I'm like. But that, you just let an opportunity pass. Same thing as with the people that interview Balkan Camp in Ice and Draft. It's like, yeah, you don't want to have an interview with me because I wouldn't let you off the hook so easy, which is probably why we will never get an interview. Oh, no. No, we will not. <laughs> I can imagine we won't. <laughs> um, especially not what with if I, Is Tom alive? Well, you know, Liz think... No, no, no. Not Liz. What do you think? <laughs> Well, the last time we saw, we saw Cooper in the in the morgue. I know what we saw. That's not what I asked. I, uh, you know, I love the line that Liz gives to Red in season three. No, season two. Uh, she says, you know, I'm trying to remember what the exact line was. She said, I, I want a, a yes or a no. You know, have the, res- it's not respect. The, the for me, courtesy of courtesy. one. 
of a yes or a no. No. And that's, that is very much how I feel about Red most of the time. Because, I mean, he just, he, he sidesteps everything and expects people just to take it. And he got so upset with them because Cooper went behind his back. Of course, I'm not shocked Cooper went behind his back. I'm not sure. I'm not shocked either, but he was like, at the end, what happened was, it didn't go very well, guys. But that that goes back to what I've said about this season. I think one of their themes is, where does the responsibility fall? So is Cooper responsible because he chose because Red refused to give anything away? Or is Red ultimately responsible because he holds all of his cards close to the chest and refuses to trust anybody? Yeah. Who is ultimately responsible? Trust anyone. It's, but there are still repercussions. Even if you make a decision that you think is 100% right, there could be repercussions that you don't like. You are still responsible for those repercussions, even if you are doing the best job you can. It's it, it's I, where the responsibility falls. I'm I'm a, a, um, I'm more of the gray that you are. I don't see. I don't tend to see the world much black and white. Um, there, huh? I'm not sure there's a solid answer for that. It's no, there isn't. For for where the responsibility lies. I think it's more the question than I'm not sure we have an answer for it yet. We, it was we don't have the entire problem. game, so we can't have an answer. That is huge. Yes. We, it's that white puzzle that Red was, was playing with in season four, I think it was, where he was putting the white puzzle together. Yeah. That's how I view this show. We don't know how many mis- missing pieces we have. There are a lot of pieces that look like they go together that really don't because there's no, we don't know what the full picture looks yeah. like. But once we get it all put together, it's all going to make a whole lot more sense. Yeah. I, I think that you have to wait to, to answer those questions. You really have to wait for the ending. And, and that's one thing that intrigues me about Cooper is that Cooper had been far more understanding of what the stuff that was happening and something has been changing slowly and I don't think it is about Liz. I think Cooper is upset with what is happening to Liz. I think Cooper is upset that he has taken Wrestler down and he's probably very angry with Wrestler because Wrestler now has become mindless. And it seems like He's playing a game, and I don't know what the game is yet. So we'll, we shall see. It's it's all very interesting. And that takes us to Ivan. Yeah, I think we could jump into... it's. I think Ivan, Red, Townsend, Townsend and Liz Red. are all one big ball of chaos. Um... So it's very interesting because early on we had Dembe, Kate Kaplan, and maybe Baz that Red had known for a lot of years. 
but Kate, Kate and, and Dembe were the two big ones mm-hmm. that he had known for a lot of years. And we found out season one, Dembe was since he was 14. I think his shaman's in his late, late 40s, maybe. Yeah. Maybe he's aged incredibly well. Uh, I think he actually may be in his 50s. Yeah, um, but he be. looks like he's in his forty. Yeah. Well, but we have we have a, a an uh, an age for Dembe because he was fourteen yeah. in nineteen. In um, there we go, there we go. Yeah, I, in, I forgot. Wait, did they give us a date? Yeah, okay, he was fourteen in uh, when rescue what re- rescued him in nineteen ninety two. Okay, it was ninety two. He was fourteen. Okay, yeah. I didn't remember that they'd given us a date for for that. But we had those two. And then season six, we were introduced to... And Katarina, obviously, has been interwoven in the backstory mm-hmm. of this. And then Dom was introduced. That's someone he's known for a lot of years. Clearly, because he knew Katarina as well. And then we were introduced to Ilya in mm-hmm. season six, I believe. Yeah, the end of so season we, six, yes. Mm-hmm. Introduced to Ilya, who was Red's childhood friend. Yeah, and so they they've known each other through since childhood, and then now we've got Ivan uh, Ivan Stepanov, who he called one of his oldest friends, or maybe his oldest friend. To the task force when he was desperate for them to help. It so- was just interesting. He, he did call him the, one of his oldest friends. Which was not the vibe. I mean, an old friend, yes. But one of his oldest friends looking at that he knew Ilya from childhood. That he's, you know... I mean, I could see him knowing him longer than than Dembe, maybe. But it just... It felt... See, I don't think he knew him earlier than Dembe. I think he was later. Or or thereabouts. Like 19, from 19, probably 1989, 1990 on, I would say. Since Katerina disappeared. But uh, Yvonne knew Katerina as well. So I got the impression that he knew the two together. Possibly. But I wouldn't. Huh. There you go. That's a, the thing is, is that when you're anytime that you're going to Katerina, you have to then ask the question, which one? That's true. That's true. And, um, and that is when things get very interesting, because who knew that there were two of them? And whenever somebody's talking about them, we get an idea of who they're talking about, but what do the character is a point of view of the character. And, yeah. you know, like as Red told Sinclair, the, the concept of by location, it's very interesting, but it has consequences. And this is one of these cases that I think that you're adding enemies because there's two people adding enemies and now they're enemies of both because they have no idea they're two. So which is the Katerina? This is we have one Katerina, which is Russian, said to be a KGB agent whose name Red doesn't know, who betrayed him, 
who is the one working with the cabal, who is the one who framed for, for, framed for treason, Raymond Reddington. And then we have another Katerina who's toys her in a trunk in Dom's cabin that that blonde Katerina had know nothing about. So it doesn't matter how you put it. There is you what you have is Dom having a double life. One in Russia raising one and another one in America that nobody knows anything about them. So I think that it all comes back to Dom wanting to create a Trojan horse. And I don't know if they're his daughters or if he just went to some some orphanage and got a couple of twins and decided to put one in America and the other one and name them both Katerina and have ready his his little Trojan horse. But then, which is the normal one that Ivan would have known, it is really the Russian one, it's blonde Katerina. And I think that, that Ivan thinks that, Ivan thinks that that Liz is blonde Katerina's daughter. I don't think she is, but it's I what think Ivan thinks. What? Well, I accept what you just said is making sense with the information that we have. I don't think we can call that that that's still in the theory bucket. I don't think yes. we can call that fact. Okay. Uh, just we we, we have to go fact that that's two Katerinas. I mean, by now, I don't think that anybody can dispute that. I think people do. <laughs> but yeah. there are a lot of things people do. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, just because people do, I mean, I can't find... I mean, it's like there is so many things that don't make any sense unless you have two Katerinas. That, to me, is like... How did you feel about... Yvonne's statement about he waited 35 years to meet her and then put a target on her back and the expression he had on his face. Okay, here I go, and you're going <laughs> to love it. I have opened the can. <laughs> yes, you have. Uh, I have a feeling that Ivan was genus to Katerina, blonde Katerina's Tom. Protegess, both together, he was madly in love with her. She had a daughter, wanted to do, wanted to get her to safety and ask his friend Ivan to take her out of Russia. Remember, we have never known how on earth could Liz supposed to be born in Moscow and yet be a rumor. If she was born from Katerina Rostova, how could the Russians not know there was a Amasa Rostova? Even if they had changed the name, they knew she had a child. So how on earth was she born and nobody knew she existed? So you have to have somebody pretty high up to help you with that. Either another identity under which that girl was born or how they pass her as being maybe the, 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 the child of a diplomat and got her out of Russia like that. But... That's, I think that he helped get that baby out of Russia and had never seen her before again and was like deeply infatuated with Katerina, with blonde Katerina, and finally was excited to see the daughter that he had helped save. Does it make sense? It does. Um, I'm just, I'm also thinking that we had Ilya with a similar 
sort of situation being in the Russian government and oh no as far as we know I mean that that's oh. what we got from yeah no, no, no. the likelihood of that being one of the true comments I we don't know where he worked okay uh, my my guess would be he was more than just a paper pusher but okay you're ready for this because I have a theory of course <laughs> you're you gonna do. like it you're gonna like it this this you're gonna like um we know that the whole thing about Ilya Koslov KGB agent working in the Russian embassy in the United States it's balderdash because diplomats had to be vetted and accepted and they have to go through a process in which they're reviewed especially coming from the united from the social from the uh, soviet the union back then so plus there was no russian embassy in 1991 it was a, it was a ussr embassy so that part of rasbet is a little uh let's put it that way a flight of fancy um and only a list will believe that stuff without saying wait a minute that doesn't make any sense how can he be a ghost he would have been vetted by 15 agencies so this is one i you know and i always said there is something in there Ilya then is protected by by u.s intelligence because they go looking for him he's a ghost there is no papers there is nothing it's like leonard cole like he doesn't exist that smells of a burn notice to me so I was thinking and thinking and thinking, and this is what I come up with. Let's say that Dom, when he made that little lovely tale of Rasput, what he did was to blend the two Katarinas and Ilya and and Raymond. Oh. Ilya and Raymond and made this little composite story that makes and then you start thinking which Katarina? Whenever you get Katerina, think, which Katerina? Then I thought, there's something interesting when Ilya remembers in or, in Orion, because he says, you know, she needed, she contacted me at the embassy, she needed help, and her father got us out of Russia, but that was not enough. But that's great, right? That That's Rasvet. But then think about what Blonde Cat doesn't say. She doesn't say... What are you talking about? She doesn't go like that. Like when Dom is saying, like, you stole it. And she's like, what are you talking about? I didn't steal anything. So that means that whatever we think happened with Blonde Cat and Katerina, it's divided. Some of those things happened to Blonde Cat. Some of those things happened to Katerina. And since Blonde Cat is not saying, what are you talking about? It means that. It was Blonde Katerina who contacted Ilya at an embassy. She needed help. He went with her to tell Dom to get out of Russia. She kept telling him she's not a traitor. And then Dom got them out of Russia. Blonka, not Katerina. So that part of Rasput is blonde cat. It makes sense. Ilya is not working in the in the Soviet embassy. He's a Russian. They believe he's a Russian asset working in the American embassy. 
That's why there is a burn notice because he would have been a CIA agent if he was working in the in the American embassy in the Soviet Union, like every person working in the in the uh, Soviet agency here would have been KGB. Um, and it makes sense why he's protected. What he has a burn notice. He's a ghost. Nobody knows who he is. That's not probably not his real name, and that's that part. So. If you think about that, in that same period, Blonde Cat also got help probably from Ivan in getting all, out of all that mess because she's been helping with the cabal. And why it makes sense that it's, that it's Blonde Cat because she's the one who's, the country asked her for her to start sleeping with soldiers at age 15. She, she sent her kid away in order for her not to have that same life. It all makes sense. It finally makes sense do you think blonde cat had a daughter as well yes about do you the same think time. she actually thinks liz is her daughter or yeah. did think yep. before she oh see i never thought that i thought she, well i i don't think, I, I, don't, I think she saw an opportunity and that that's where it gets a little hazy for me is i i do believe there are two katarinas where they come in, I my theories have shifted, honestly, with every episode just a little bit. But I don't think Blonde Cat, for an instant, thought that Liz was her daughter. I think that Liz came in and said, you're my mother. And she went, ding, 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 I can use this. And then promptly did. I, you know... It, it's possible. I don't say I'm not that certain as I am with other things. But if, you know, definitely if there is a, a daughter, it's probably Jennifer sent to live with her father. Raised by the wife as her daughter. Except that I think that there was a little double switch in there. And Red has spent all this time thinking that Liz is Blonde Cat's daughter and is not. Yeah, see, I, I'm not on board with that. I think that may bring it to slightly too complicated situations for network television. <laughs> you wait. Uh, you wait. <laughs> okay, yeah, hey, you I know me. I got you on board with a lot of things. It, if it turns out that you're right, I'll be the first person to say it. I am ready and willing Whenever one of your theories comes about to pat you on the yeah. back, that's I, I am not so proud that I can't admit that I'm wrong when I'm wrong. So that that said, so those are my wild theories, and uh, and and then I, it, all I've been doing since then is going through Rasved and thinking, okay, so now which is which, and you know that was the last frontier that I had not considered. I'm still going in Cape May though. Very interesting when you think about all these things. You know which Katarina. Mm. Especially if they were twins. If they were twins, it's... All bets are off. One of my theories along the way has been that there were more than two Katarinas. That there was a whole collection of them. And that's why... In season two, the CIA agent said that he thought that Katarina was a ghost story, that she was a conglomeration of all the the female um, KGB agents. Is because it it was it was a 
group of them that went under the same name that looked similar and they were able to create this larger than life you know Katarina Ostova spine yeah yeah so it's, I, uh... I, I'm not off of that theory I it's just I I have a lot of I'm hesitant to to really sell on anything with that. I feel like I need more information before. Well, we have a precedent in in uh, Doctor Guillermo Rizal because he was cre- he was creating doubles and triples, and there was one that was the chosen, the better child, which is our whole theme in the show. You know, the the preferred child, the better child, and there is the abused child, the non-preferred child, the one that gets thrown away, you know, that that's a whole major theme. I mean, we had that as early as what the second episode in? Yeah, the the Third? the courier. We already oh, yeah. have that, yeah. Um, but we had it with um Eugene. That's what I was Eugene, thinking. I yeah. think that's the third yeah. episode in. He was the he was the second child, so he was basically invisible. Yeah. And made a life where invisibility was an incredible asset. I think that's almost verbatim, but it's not. Um, so Ivan turned out to have been quite the, the, the character, a protege of Dom, a um, friend of, of Katerina, one of them, is a friend of Red and... They have, I mean, Ren and him have a very, very intriguing relationship. I mean, he was furious with Red for, you know, and, and said that thing that, that um, Elizabeth King is off limits. So somebody wondered, is that the moment when he saw her that realized that she's Masha Rostova? Or, because she said she's off limits for now, but if mm-hmm. she continues to interfere with this, you know, then she won't be off limits. I mean, you would think someone in Russian intelligence would have caught wind of... Because, I mean, she turned herself into the Russian embassy in season yeah. three. And saying so who she was Masha Rostova. You would think that he would be aware of her under that name as well. But I, I got the impression that the Ivan that we've seen up until this point has played it very cool, very professional with Red. It, they had a professional relationship. And that's one thing I mean about, like, suddenly he's his one of his oldest friends. I mean, when Ivan been shot, he was leaning. I mean, like, there was a lot of closeness, a lot of body language in there that, that spoke of an old relationship and a lot of trust in there. And... It's almost like it's been buried under under that professional relationship that they maybe almost had to have because of where they're at. Be- because we don't know where Red's yeah. well, loyalties necessarily lie. I mean, that's the thing is I've never seen him as being loyal to any one country. I, I find it very hard to believe. It's, I think that his loyalty is against the cabal. Let me put yeah. it that way. Agreed. That's his job, that his work, that's his project, and I think Ivan is part of that project. And I think it makes sense. You, if if you find out that there is a cabal that your country is not yours, is 
is controlled by a cabal, now your natural enemy will be your ally in getting rid of this multi-headed hydra. So in a way, and everything that Red said is despite of who he is and despite of what I do, we're friends. So to me, that speaks of, of people fighting a common battle um, not necessarily the same kind of friend as Ilya is, but somebody who's fighting a battle with, with More like him. an Alan Fitch. A- and a lie. And in that is like, like Dom. Over those years that a lie have become close because he's the only one that knows what you're doing and knows and has the same direction as but you like, do. There were certainly parallels drawn between Alan Fitch and yes. Ivan. I mean, yes. with the collar. Granted, one was a bomb, another's a shock collar. Yes, but, but definitely still, there was something visual going on there. Exactly. And so, I mean, it, maybe they have that sort of relationship. Because, I mean, clearly, especially when you look at the comics, you see the, that Red and Alan were very, very close, even though they had that very professional relationship in a lot of ways. And so maybe it's a similar relationship to that. I agree. I think that there is something like that. And I think that, that at the end, we're circling back to the cabal. We're circling back to we this group to. of... Yeah, this group of intelligence officers that found... It, and they may have created the beast thinking that they were, you know, that it was good. Or they may have suddenly realized that they weren't really fighting each other. There was a common enemy that was moving them and they were being pawns. And at that moment, the natural enemies will become allies. So were you surprised to see the the story that Townsend gave about his family's death at least appeared in his own personal acid trip without the acid flashbacks to be accurate? Yes. Do you th- no, I wasn't surprised. Okay, cuz we talked about it that you said you didn't think that that would that story made sense. No, I don't think the story makes sense. The event happened, but he's reasoning about that event. It's not correct. Do you think he believes that's what happened, or do you yes. think there's okay? All right, yes. interesting. Yeah, I I believe that that he's because and he even said it. You know, when you don't sleep, things don't make it start not making sense, and you start to be very very um. What it says, you start believing things. He was use a word I can't remember. It was interesting. It was impliable, but similar to that, you start uh, influenceable. No, but something like that. He started relieving things, and if you think about it, it makes perfect sense. That's what he has believed that he that he was, you know, for that archive was made the the that was a reason his family was killed, except. It just doesn't make any sense because if you want, let's say that it wasn't for him not to cooperate. Well, you kill one of them or you threaten them, but you don't kill. If you kill all of them, all you're basically doing is telling the guy, go and tell the court whatever you want and embellish it and give them all the details and everything possible. I even throw a few lies in it just for the heck of it. Um, so for me, that that explanation makes no sense. Yet we hear the 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 assassin saying the Vori uh, wants to know what happens to a traitor. So it it looks to me like Townsend 
it's not putting together that this whole thing doesn't make any sense. It sounds to me like Berlin. Like, why on earth would a naval naval officer go to Russia and start fingering? Okay, so that girl is a it's a dissident and and uh, send her to prison and then put a bomb in Kirks and I mean. Only a man who has received pieces of what he believes are his daughter sent to him. And the pain makes you believe whatever you want. Attaches. Like Liz with Tom's death is is Red's fault. And, and she became obsessed with the is the is the, the, the bones. And I gotta find the bones. And it became this total obsession that makes no sense. Because finding the bones doesn't bring Tom back. Uh, it doesn't explain why he died. It's just become an object, a thing that you can put your pain in and then you go for that as to move you forward instead of saying, wait a minute, this doesn't make sense. I mean, this guy who killed Garvey didn't kill Tom because of the bones or because it killed Tom because he is a bad guy. Oh, he killed Tom because Tom refused to call Red. Yeah, like he, that, he got angry and that was it. And he was going to kill him and Liz because he had no more use for them. Yep. And he, you know, when he had no more use for people, he put them through wood chippers, alive or dead. So that was, like, it really didn't follow that that was, you know, it was Red secret and all that. It was Garvey's, who's, it was crazy. Not the bones. Not, you know, even if Tom, Tom may have said, okay, I'm not even going to do anything. It was just not calling Red, which got Gary in a bad mood. So it's the same kind of thing that I see that, that this putting your pain into something that makes no sense whatsoever. Well, there's definite parallels being drawn <laughs> between, uh, definite parallels being drawn between Townsend and losing everybody and Liz and what she's lost because I mean while he was sitting there monologuing about loss uh, while Liz and Red were trapped like all I could think about was everything that Liz has had ripped away I mean she's had her family really Agnes is all she has left but she had her husband killed she had her father not she had but like her father was killed her husband was killed Every her it was abandoned. Woman as a she child. believes was yeah she was abandoned. She, the woman that she believed was her mother was killed. It's all of these people around her that she either cared for or cared for because of who she thought they were, like like blonde cat. Mm-hmm. Have all I mean so if we want to talk about loss, Elizabeth Keene knows loss. I don't get the impression Townsend knows or even cares really about her story. He's he's so focused in on his own pain. He doesn't have any use for hers or and to her to her credit, she doesn't need to be telling him her life story because and buddying up to the crazy man. No, but there, there is a there is an interesting parallel there in which you have supposedly was Fitch or, or the Decembers, which we were told was Fitch, but. And he accepted the responsibility. I've always had my doubts. I don't doubt that he's the one who put the bomb and got and got Berlin's daughter out. But I don't think he was the one sending the bones because at that time he was helping Red. He kind of, you know, by telling people he had a death switch that he obviously didn't have because he didn't have the cipher. 
So it seems to me that somebody used used Berlin as a weapon against uh, Reddington. Somebody used Townsend as a weapon against Katerina, and and Kate used Liz as a weapon against Red when she manipulated and and said, okay, well, whatever it is, and and you have to kill him, and you know all this crazy stuff that she started hallucinating with when hey, she yeah, was like, crazy. I still find that very, very strange that we had that one-off episode with with Kate showing up and we just, nothing has leaned towards that since. It's, it's a very bizarre, and I don't know if that's... Because once she stopped, like, I'm not going to kill him, when she couldn't kill him, she started backing up. It goes exactly to the same thing that happened to Liz when she gets out of her attack and suddenly she's like I have to give my baby away and she seems miserable about it but she's lying to Tom she's going behind his back he's doing all these things and then one moment that he says that she says okay I'm not giving the baby away we're gonna keep the baby then she starts going back to normal but before that she had those crazy eyes a crazy look I just uh, and that may be the case I just don't think it was very well explained I have an idea Okay. Tiny theory that uh, she started hallucinating with Kate uh, when she slept with uh, in that house with uh, Mrs. French, whoever she is. So I have a feeling that Mrs. French is Kate's sister, and they may have been a little hallucinogenic given to her, and from there on she goes going downhill. But eventually, time passes, the stuff stops working, and she can't kill Red. And she starts backing away. And now she's into, let's not kill Red. Let's just um, prove that he's in 13. So to me, it makes sense. And it, and it creates, so I start to wonder, if we keep to the parallels, whoever betrayed Red, uh, whoever sent Berlin as a weapon and Townsend as a weapon has to be somebody fairly close to Katerina and Reddington. Somebody who decided to use them. And it was horrible. I mean, those scenes of the kids, the, like the, the wife, I mean, just like terrible. Reminded me of poor Berlin getting the bones and, you know, that I mean, horror. It's no wonder he hasn't slept. Yeah. I mean, I, I think seeing that would make anybody go a little bonkers. Mm-hmm. It, was, it would be horrendous. And it's, you know, as a weapon, and I have a feeling that eventually it's going to be like that. It's going to be like, why? We're going to get to the end of who did this. Because how on earth would he go from that Devori wants you to know what happened to traitors to it's the archive and Katerina. And he became fixated in that, just like, Berlin, a rumor that Reddington was guilty, and from that rumor I go bananas. Yeah, they, they vote in my life to to somebody that I don't even know for sure. Yeah, and that's that's been what what is so interesting with Townsend, and you're right with Berlin as well, that he just flips. He he made the comment to Liz that he needed proof that Red was in 13 because he spent all of this time thinking it was Katerina 
he seems to have accepted at this point that it's red and not Katarina. I guess because of the the voicemail. But how much stock can you really put into the voicemail of a woman that you know that may you be this guy? Having a traitor. Yeah. yeah, I mean, okay, so because on a voicemail she said she wasn't and gave you a different name, suddenly, yay, she's clear. Um, <laughs> so okay, that works in a sleep deprived mind, I suppose. Yeah. I, I think that's exactly what it is. Besides, if she was dead, he had nothing else to, to kill someone. So he has, for so long, his life has been about about getting that revenge that at this point he had nothing left. But it's the only thing that gives meaning to his life anymore is, is that, is that uh, revenge. Which takes us to the whisper. Yeah, that was interesting because we had Townsend asking who was in 13. Was it Red or Katarina? And he leans in, he whispers something, and it flips a switch in in um, Townsend's brain in which he now wants to kill Liz to in make Red, Red suffer. And, I mean, even if he just said Red's in 13, I mean, Ivan must have said Red's in 13, this is how he, how Liz and Red are linked. Like, just... No, he has to have said Liz is his daughter. I, there is I no agree way. that that, that feels Because like she says, I'm, you know, he makes a direct comparison. Like, I know about laws because I have my family killed in front of me, and I'm going to put this laws in you today Reddington, because I'm going to kill Liz in front of you. But and Liz I is like, it, I, what did you say? What did you think he said? I, I find it interesting. Hey, but she's asking questions. You're always complaining she doesn't ask questions. Oh yeah, she's asking questions, but not keep asking the right question. It's not about asking where's ice cream. Is somebody selling ice cream now? <laughs> oh, but I, really I, just, I find it. I find it interesting that the court, because the whole point of the sleep deprivation is that it makes them malle ma malleable. Uh, Sorry, I can't, malleable was the word. Um, makes them malleable to, to questions being asked so that they just give answers, which makes sense. I, I have a sleeping disorder, and when I'm in the deep throes of brain fog, you can ask me something and I'll just blurt it out. Um, but he, all he asked was, who is in 13? Is it Reddington or is it Katarina? And so that, in theory, should have been what Ivan answered. And yet somehow he also offered up, this is the connection between Redding, you know, this is what you could, the, that doesn't well, make sense They're going for the, for the red herring, in my opinion, of Red is Katarina. And therefore, uh, now he's going to kill Liz because, it, you know, I it doesn't matter who he is. I, I do think that they were leaning deeply into the Red Arena thing. And I, I also agree that I certainly hope it's a red herring. Uh, <laughs> it is a red herring. We have so many things that don't fit that, you know, all the little clues like that. Those are the loaves of bread that hit you on the head, you know, as they, as you pass, they give you this one and just hit you. You're like, whoa, okay, I got my clue. It just hit me on the head. Uh, I have a concussion now. It's like we're less with the concussions. Um, oh, you're going to go for the crumbs. The the, the gloves are distractions. Uh, 
it was just it was interesting for me and i i'm wondering what was actually said oh another whisper was was tom in season one uh with, oh yes that was that was a big whisper um but that we still don't know exactly what he said because she said your that, father is uh, alive but uh, but we don't know for sure that's what he said and so I I am just wondering with the question that was being asked with the rules of the game that were presented what did Ivan say that got Townsend from point A to point C I can tell you I have go a I have a theory All right go Well let's say that the Katerina that's that he knows is is he's asking was it red or was it Katerina and his answer is they they're they're the same they're married and that means Liz is his child and now you can see that red saying that he killed her is likely to be a red herring because the Katerina that he killed was not the Katerina that is Liz's mother which goes with everything that that Red had told Cooper, like, I told you I agree. I'm not going to hurt Liz's mother. Oh, I, I agree with that. I mean, I just don't understand. I, well, I think it goes back to we don't know where the real Katarina is. And that's like, I, I, yeah. that is the only thing that makes sense to me that he's protecting her, which he, why he couldn't just straight up say, I mean, and he did, he did tell Liz at one point that it was a lie. He tried it once and then let it go. But why he wasn't able to just sit down with Cooper and say, hey, by the way, I did not murder Liz's mother. Here's why. Because, well, obviously, the moment the that story, he tells him that, they're that. like, wait a minute, so she's yeah. alive? And that's going to get to Townsend exactly. because you have people that, in... The- that's the only thing that makes sense for me, why he's holding on to that. And so... He was willing to tell Liz when he thought that Blonde Cat was dead and it was okay. Now I can tell you. But now Liz was going to tell Grendel's mother, as, as uh, he called her. And now we know that Townsend even had people in the FBI and he even had wrestlers' phone tapped. Yeah. It just, it makes it difficult. And Red doesn't like to show his cards. No. He has trust issues. Which a lot of that comes from the world that he functions in. And I understand that. Um, but they, they have caused some snowball issues. Yeah. Um, do you think Liz is, is... I'm not saying that she didn't live as Masha Rostova. Is Liz Masha? Is Liz that girl that was born and people believe that she was Masha? You know, I, I've heard people comment on that before. I'm pretty sure that I, I know Red has called her Masha before. Um, it's rare. Uh, I think to to Dom is that Amelia. Yeah. Um, but I I'd have to go back in season two and and really listen again. It's been a while since I I was back there. The night of the fire, they 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 call the girl and he answers Masha. And then he never says, you are Masha. You, when you were outed as Masha, when the world knew her as Masha, when... Yeah, uh, so, I mean, there, there's a possibility she is not Masha Rostova, I suppose. Um, 
but I, I don't know. I I have heard that theory, though. Yeah, I, 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 to me, there's a clear path that that goes in that. And it's going to be very interesting because we're going to get Jennifer back. Mm, I'm very excited so, about that. So I think that it, it may go, if, if they're putting a, a directive, they're going to, you know, anybody who's in that sphere is going to have to be taken. And yeah. Well, I it, mean, that's what Red said in in eight seventeen. He said anybody connected to either he or Liz was going to have a target on their back. And so, I mean, that's going to be Agnes. That's going to be the task force. It could be. It could be Jennifer. Maybe that's why she's coming back around. But it's Townsend is trying. He is willing and well enough financed that he's going to burn the world down. To get to who he thinks are his enemies. Yeah. It's he's he's a great villain, and I'm you know they you know did a great job in casting. Oh yeah, I, I've been very very pleased with Townsend so far. What did you make of? Uh, I I got a translation from somebody I can't attest to because I don't speak Russian. That uh, what uh, Red told uh, Ivan at the end was um, basically adieu, like we're we're never meeting again. Um, and I love you. Oh, is that is that what the translate? I hadn't yeah. heard what he was supposed to have said. Um, well, I mean, I I do think that Red was intentionally holding the task force back to give. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't remember if the doctor that he told him to take very good care of him or not was, was there when the task force yeah. walked in. Okay, then that's what happened, clearly. He, he sent him on his way. Yeah. But it's it seems like they they can't meet anywhere again because now their cover has been blown. So whatever... And, it, and Red has said the, you know, the end is near and that's all that matters is the end. And he was also very clear to... To Ivan, that the the matter with the task force is his end game. He had nothing to do with what they're doing together. Yeah. So it's, all um, in all, very interesting episode. Uh, I can't wait, and I mean, I I to me it was so obvious um, and, and an interesting play in my view. Because they have a few theories left, but this of taking the third unrelated man out of the equation. I mean, Liz has to be a daughter. There is no other way to interpret what Thompson said. Yeah, I, I do think that that we're back on the, the daddy gate. And Rodrina, you cannot, I mean, not, I don't sponsor it, I don't believe it, but you cannot take it out of the, the fact that they're still going at it and they're Oh, yeah, I, I think they're, yeah. You always have to have a red herring. You have to have yeah. another valid thing, otherwise it becomes, you know, there's no point. Yeah, uh, you don't want to make it too obvious. Mm-hmm. Well, that's all I have. Um, I, I think they were... Very good episodes, especially 817. Um, 816 was good. It just didn't have nearly as much meat in it. No, it was um, a set-up episode, which was great. It, yeah. It, it, you know, it was fun. It, it didn't feel like it was dragging or anything. It was just, it was just a set-up episode, which is, you know, a whole different category of thing. Yep. 
Let's see what the next one brings. Yeah. Uh, are we doing 22 episodes this season? Are yeah. they shoving him yeah. in there? Okay. Yep. Well, you're having the last, uh, we're having two more and then 21 and 22. Like there is like two weeks between because I think the Olympics are in there. Oh, okay. All right. Well, maybe we can finally uh, answer some of those questions. Yeah. During that, those two weeks, we probably can. Yeah. I, I, they say they don't know if the next to last, the 21, will be uh, next to shown the week after the other two or right before the other. Depends on how they finish them. So. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all I've got. You guys can uh, speak to us on Facebook, on Twitter, Tumblr, and Tasses over on Reddit. And you can listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify. And until next week. Until next time. Bye-bye. Bye.